This is the Eden Gathering Podcast. I am your host, Ben Lasky. I am here with a special guest, and today is Book Club. Let's talk about books with Ben. Let's talk about now and then. Let's talk about all the good books and the bad books that we've read. Let's talk about books. Yeah. Welcome back, Rory, Daniel, Malcolm, Brooks. I've adopted that now. I've changed it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Malcolm. Yeah. It's great. Addition. I don't know what do you think he looks like a Malcolm, Alex. You could suit Malcolm. He is nodding. Yeah. Yeah. Flip. You don't look much like Malcolm X. That's the only other Malcolm <laughs> I can think of. Malcolm in the there's middle. Been, there's been better comparisons. Oh, maybe there? that's it. Maybe Dude. you look a bit like, what's that guy's name? Toby. Is it Toby? Toby. Um, the guy Malcolm in the middle. What's his name? Oh, um, it's not. Is it Toby? I don't know. Oh. No, he was Toby in like a James Bond ripoff. Oh man! Oh, right, mate. we're pausing this right yeah. now. Come on. Okay, Jeez. I should put this direct. You're thinking of Agent Toby Banks. <laughs> Agent Toby Banks. That's the movie I'm He's thinking got it. of. He's got. I don't know the guy Frankie Muniz. Is it Frankie Muniz? Nah. Yeah, but I am thinking. What's that called again? Let's bring him up. Agent Cody Banks. Not Toby Banks. <laughs> Agent Cody Banks. Because I remember that Agent that woman in that was Cody the first time I ever Banks. looked at a woman and was like, yeah, I fancy you. Yeah. Let's see. Look. She's in like all leather. Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. You look a bit like him. Him? The one with the blonde next. That one? Yeah. Him. Frankie Munez. Anyway, I'm here with Frankie Munez, <laughs> Malcolm, Rory, Daniel, Dan. Brooks. 39% of Rotten Tomatoes, might add, mate. <laughs> is that bad? That is bad. Um, yeah. You've got a book. Yeah, got a book. book Books club, don't get it? rated on Rotten Tomatoes, eh? I don't know about that. So um, last time you was here, you hadn't listened to the podcast, which means I don't suppose you really know how book club works. I don't actually, mate, no. So book club works in that uh, you bring in a book, yeah. which I hope you've done. Right here. Um, hopefully you've read the book. Yep. And what I do is I haven't read the book. Yes. Um, and we just talk through it. Sounds see, good to me, See mate. how it's like changed your life. Um, so, yeah. So what is the book that you bought in? The book that I bought in is The Culture Map by oh, Aaron Meyer. Not a geography thing. Well, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, if you've listened to last what week, you you'll need know, is a world map. I know all about that. You need a world map. <laughs> map of flipping Croatia. Mate, I need it. You're going to buy me one? So no, um, oh, use Google Maps. It's free. Shocker. All right. Did you do you know what that that is one of the funniest things in it? It's yeah. like, do you remember when Google Earth first came out? It was brilliant, wasn't it? You, oh, it was amazing. Man. But the first thing we all did was look up our own house. Exactly. How stupid is that? You could have <laughs> gone anywhere in the world. Yet all we do, like the first thing we do when we can see anything in the world, yep. we could have gone to the Grand Canyon, the touch of a button, could have gone and see the Sydney Opera House. But we don't. Um, but we just. Google we drop that house. man and we go on Street View. Exactly. And look at our own house. Absolutely friggin' ridiculous. Yeah. But you're talking about a culture map. A culture map. That is it, mate. Yeah. Okay. So slightly different from an actual geographical map. So what we're looking here is a philosopher's stone sort of length. Can I have a look at it? Yeah, mate. Go Can for have it. A look at it. Oh, this is the part yeah, of the, the book. philosopher's stone is. Oh, it's an interesting texture. It is, isn't it? What do you reckon that is? What is that? Plastic? Velvet. What Plastic. is that? Something, mate. 
It, yeah, it's, it's got a weird feel in it. I'll give you that. Finn, come over here. Finn's in the office. Finn, come here. Fill the book, Finn. He knows about paper and printing. And that. Go on then, come mate. Over here. Come, come and lean what into is my microphone. The material that Talk is made to me about of. this. What is that? Excellent. Well, it's on a matte cardstock. Probably, I'm talk- <laughs> probably talking almost 200 GSM on yeah. that bad boy. That's, yeah, but it's really... non-glossy. Oh, it's matte. It's yeah. 100% matte. It's very but nice. It's, but it's... But what they've done here, what you've got here is it's called a spot UV. So they've yeah. linked out these letters so that they are um, shiny, you might call them, or glossy on a matte card. It's, oh, it's quite delightful. <laughs> that is interesting. Just back to your Love silly that. desk. Well done, Malcolm. <laughs> Thanks, Finn. Yeah. Erin. Erin Mayer wrote this book. That's the um, one, boy. And it's already got a lot of words just on the cover. It has. Um, so it says, whether you are sitting at a desk in Boston or eating at a restaurant in Beijing, yep. communicating across cultures is a great challenge for the global economy. A great challenge of the global economy. Erin Mayer shows you how to get it right with this very important book. So about talking Man. to people across cultures. Yeah, that is it, mate. That is it. And, Nicely um, read. I'm slightly concerned. Here we go. Because you've got a bookmark in here. Yep. On about page, well, it's on page 20. Yep. <laughs> have you yeah, read this spoilers, book? Spoilers, I've only read 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have um, actually read it all of one and a half times. Yeah. yeah, no, it looks great. Yeah. It looks pretty trendy. Yeah, cheers, boy. 10.99. That's it. Um, I don't know if that's what you paid for it. or. Yeah, I got it free from um, my mate. And there's no name on the inside cover. Yep. So you obviously don't do that. Like some people do that with their books. They do, they? They put little... yeah. So t- tell us what made date. you pick up this little bad boy. Well, yeah, so it's not, I don't really read that much to be fair. Mm. Um, and so, and even if I did read, yeah, Harry Potter and all that would be the stuff that I would read. Mm. Uh, but this book was recommended by a friend and they all gave it friend, to me. All friend, all friend, football all culture, yeah, yeah, friend. friends, yeah. Shake a head at you, mate. Um, this is a book about cross cultures, right? Right. Um, and so the reason I love this book so much is because it's a book that on the offset I wouldn't really be interested in, but reading it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, partly because the whole way through the book, there is a lot of humour. Okay. Which it's I appreciate a lot. A lot of banter, a lot of humour. Um, and it's talking about um, basically how comedy is different in different cultures, how we view things as different. Um, and yeah, and I'll go into detail a little bit with that yeah go on um but one of the ones i wanted to read really quickly um because it's awesome is um so basically through the book there is loads of graphs and loads of different things like that about for example one of them says linear time flexible time germany uk france india listed on it um and so there's these lines in the book where different countries are listed just above it um and so that's one of the uh, the graphs in there. Another one is how extreme a culture is. Another one, I'm just trying to flick through here and see what else we got. Um, but is this, dif- a, is this like perspectives opinion, do you think? Like, where no. is she, is it a, is a girl, isn't it? Yeah. It? So where's she writing this? Like she traveled the world and collected yeah. this data or what? What's the... Yeah. So you might just be thinking, yeah, it's just some random person who's got some opinion. So just reading the thing on the back. She, Erin Meyer, is a professor in said one of the world's leading international business schools, right. and her work focuses on how the world's most successful global leaders navigate complexities of cultural differences in a multicultural environment. Mm. So she's done her research, she's done her stuff, she's visited all these places. 
She's taken right. all the business stuff into account. And so it's kind of a business book, really. But for my mission agency that I'm yeah, with, yeah. Send, this is the book that they give all of their missionaries. Mm, interesting. Um, because you can see the different cultures yeah, and yeah. read from that. And so one of the things she goes into is how, for example, um, British are different than Americans. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to read just a little little excerpt. But they put a bit of banner on it. They, they put a little banner in it, boy. Um, so, yeah, it's a little read. So settle in. Okay, I'm and, settled. Uh, you're looking pretty comfy. I'm still like pretty drowsy, to be honest, from you are, Finn's G100, 500 <laughs> GSM thing we both, with Jiggy. We both did tune out <laughs> at that. Yeah, he's not just... It was yellow. Gesturing That's us. all I picked up. <laughs> I was snoring with you, mate. So here we go. Don't snore. Um, As we've noted, when considering the impact of cultural differences on your dealings with other people, what matters is not so much the absolute positioning of a person's culture on a particular scale, but rather the relative positioning in comparison to you. So, a lot of words in there. Keep going, Ben. You got this. The examples that follow (laughs) illustrate how this principle applies to a different scale. So, this is the bit that's actually interesting, right? Both Americans and British fall towards the low-context end of the communicating scale, but the British do what? They speak more between the lines than the Americans do, okay? Okay. So, a tendency particularly apparent with British high-context humour, which is obviously what we have, mate. Many British people are fond of delivering ironic or sarcastic jokes with a completely deadpan face. Right. Would you say that's true, Ben? Absolutely would. There you go. Unfortunately, this kind of humour is sometimes lost on many Americans. They may suspect the British person is joking, but they don't dare laugh just in case he's <laughs> not. And I've definitely had a lot of experience with this, and I'll yeah, share yeah, one yeah. in a sec. As a result, the British often say that Americans don't understand irony. However, a much more precise explanation is that Americans are simply more low context in this way than the British. So when Americans make a joke, especially in a professional setting, they're likely to indicate clearly through explicit verbal or physical cues. For example, this is a joke, what I've just said. Something totally unnecessary when one British person is speaking to another because you're reading between the lines, you're doing sarcasm, all that stuff. So this is a actual little case study, little scenario. Here we go. Alistair Murray, a British manager living in Dubai, offers this example. I was participating in a long-distance bike race across the UEA desert. UAE desert, rather. Not UEA, that's a university in <laughs> Norwich. university in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. That's not a very Rewind. long bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> there is a desert at the University of East Anglia. Would you know that? Would you know that? Right, let's try it once more, shall we? Right. I was participating in a long-distance bike ride across the UAE desert, there we go, with hundreds of participants. In order to be collegial, which I don't actually know what that means, but I'm assuming it's being friendly. Oh, Alex knows. Alex knows. Tell me Collegial, tell C-O-L-L-E-G-I-A-L. No, you put your hand up like, yeah, I know that. Well, okay. we'll just assume that it means friendly, because I think that is what it is. I took a turn riding in front of another biker in order to break the headwind for him and help him save a little energy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we oh, know, you can do you that on Mario biking, Kart, can't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's the only way I know yeah. about it, the old Mario Kart, isn't it? With the old blue flashing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah exactly. A little boost, mate. A stranger had recently done the same for me, so I did it to them. A little later, this biker pedaled up next to me and said in a thick American accent, thanks very much for your help. I replied, he's the British guy, oh sure, but I wouldn't have done it if I'd known you were American. He's obviously been sarcastic. Hmm. So it says here, to someone British, it would have been clear that this was a joke, obviously, yeah. and even a sort of gentle reaching out and friendliness. But as I delivered it straight face, this British guy and with a serious voice, the American didn't seem to get it. Ah. 
He rode next to me in silence, beginning to pull slightly to the side. So then I thought about how often Americans say, just kidding, after a joke. So I gave it a go. I told him, oh, hey, just kidding. And he responded, oh, all right. Ha <laughs> ha. That, that was a good one. Where are you from? Oh, gosh, I thought these literal Americans. <laughs> so this this is one of the case studies in the book. And there's I a don't want to move it. past it's your good, amazing good. accent there. Mate. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Come on. Time um, spent time there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's a little read. That's a bit of a flavor of the book. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going through. Talk did you about say you had your own example there? Well, exactly. Yeah. So I did. So ironically, it actually involves um, this church that I'm sitting in right now. Okay. Um, so I won't use names just to protect the party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so basically the pastor of this church, um, uh, he was in Croatia with me once upon a time. Right. about a couple of years ago. And we were sitting with an American discussing some future possibilities about what I might be doing uh, moving to Croatia. Um, and basically the pastor jokes and says, hey, you can only have Daniel for like a couple months or something. Yeah, yeah. Obviously I'm thinking hilarious banner, yeah, sarcastic. Yeah. This guy, he's thinking sarcastic as well. The American we're with, he's like, hmm. And just that's all he says. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we're just like, what? what a- okay, right, we just <laughs> move on. Kind of, you know, he makes a note or something like that. Later that day, we finished the meeting. I get an email from the American saying, so um, really sorry that you can't come to Croatia for longer than a couple of months. Um, as your pastor has said, uh, we're really oh, sorry about oh, that. Oh. And we thought you were coming here for a really long period of time. And so we'll try and work this through and we'll have future dialogue on this. <laughs> oh, and no. so it's like, obviously me and my you know, my mate, pastor, he, with yeah, yeah. sarcastic, easy to read. Yeah, but yeah. the American, this so guy what did here, you email thought, no, 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 it's just banter. Exactly. But the thing is, it's like, it's not, not that funny, is it? So they're right. like, okay, why? Yeah, yeah. Why is that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why was it necessary or whatever? So that's that's like an example. It's just like, there's so much more than we realise when dialoguing, especially in like globalised world today where different cultures are moving in and Mate, out. you're going to have to work on that when you go out because like yeah, sarcasm exactly. is like a total... Mate, it's going to, yeah, it'll be like, what's the phrase? Fish in the water? No, what is it? Fish out of water? <laughs> Duck out what's, of water? What's the one? Um, Duck peddling and the... Maybe that's peddling. it. Duck peddling somewhere. Duck, <laughs> duck, in the, duck in the UAE. Dead duck in the UAE <laughs> studying geography. Um, yeah. So I don't really know where we're going what, with that. What, what We've else, gone down a rabbit hole. What else, what else has the book got to say then? It's not all about sarcasm. So it's what, not all what, about sarcasm. What was the thing that surprised you the most? Like that was like, wow. I Because ne- like the American yeah. thing, not getting that, that's more of a like, yeah, yeah, I'd noticed that. That's an explanation right. to that. What was the thing in there that you were just like, light bulb? Yeah. Moment? So I'd probably say the way of thinking. So I'm thinking, you know, um, about a particular scenario, a particular, say there's a problem um, or a situation. Mm. Me and you, other people in this room, we just work it out and that'd be cool. But say you introduce another culture into that, um, other than Suffolk, lived or whatever, mm. other than UK, you introduce another culture in that, then that's a totally different way of thinking potentially. Um, and obviously there's, you know, there's upbringing there. There's, um, yeah, how you've been in your family, like, you know, number of siblings you have, if you've had any siblings, like, um, the, like there's so much to it, but this is one big element of how like people react, how people work. Um, and so the thing that was just mind blown when I was reading it, I was, you know, going through and I'm just like, man, like I've literally had so many of these scenarios when I've been abroad, like in Croatia, we were, um, building a, um, a volleyball pit. Right. And so there was a huge pile of rocks, right? 
So we had to move these rocks um, on instruction from the Croatians. And so English team are there. We're on a mission trip there. We're just serving. We're just helping out in this village for this volleyball pit. So they say, cool, we're going to move these rocks. So we're there with the English. Um, there's about 10 of us and there's the Croatians there. We move it to where they direct it. Okay. Very simple task. Move the rocks. Great. In the beating sun. It's blisteringly hot, whatever. So we're doing that. We finish the job. Great. And then afterwards, um, the, the Croatians are like, uh, actually, can we put them there? Um, and like, it's probably a couple of meters over, um, in a slightly different yeah. direction. And we're like, what? We've just moved like however many rocks in the beaten sun. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, um, the creation's like, no, we, we need to, we need to put them there. We need to put them there. This is, this is what we're going to do. Um, and actually not so strong. Yeah, it wasn't cause I was kind of going a bit American <laughs> cause of the previous accent anyway. Um, and so we begrudgingly, but we do it, we move the rocks. And so for me as an English um, been brought up in England, you know, uh, in my mind, that's inefficient because we've done two jobs instead of one when it wasn't yeah, particularly yeah. necessary. Um, but in their minds, they're like, but this is how we work through the problem. We move it to one area, we see if that's going to work, we move it to another area. Right. So I'd say the main way it's impacted me is just thinking differently and just being aware that my way actually is. So you've just got to have a lot way. more grace, patience, understanding. Yeah, a little bit of those. But mate. that's hard. Yeah. It is, isn't it? It is. So has that book helped? to open your eyes to a lot of that stuff, I guess. Yeah, I'd say opening, yeah, opening my eyes is definitely what it's and what done. does it say about yeah. you? Like, does it say anything about us? About British? As British folk. Yeah. Like stuff um, that we, like we do that seems odd to everyone else. Probably queuing and waiting and all that is what we get torn apart for, isn't it? Exactly. So there's a lot of that stuff in there about how we like a lot of order. Um, and it also talks a lot about time as well. Mm. So like, say you're going to meet a mate for coffee. Um, and you're like, cool, we'll see you, see you at 10, um, see you there and we'll mm. go for coffee or whatever. So, or a pint or whatever you might do. So you go there, you arrive, you're sitting there in the coffee shop. You've ordered your coffee because your friend hasn't arrived quite yet. It's five minutes gone. It's 10 minutes gone. It's 40 minutes gone. Would you be worried at that point if it was 40 minutes gone or would you be a bit, bit annoyed? Oh mate, I'd left. You left, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Exactly. Why is that? Explain because- that. My time is valued. So this yeah. is what I don't get. Right. Right. People, I had what because I once had this argument with someone. Yeah. They were like, as soon as you start seeing time as a commodity, yeah. uh, you've basically become selfish and you're saying that your time is more important than mine. Mm. I'm like, well, I absolutely think time is a commodity. Yeah. You get paid per hour. Yep. You do everything per hour. Yep. Like time is money. Yeah. Time is a commodity. Yeah. So if you are you are saying that you whatever you are doing is forty minutes more important than my mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and my time is important. Yeah. Yeah. So so what you're saying is time is important to you. Yeah. And so if someone yeah if someone has just messed you about, they're forty minutes late to a meeting, to coffee thing, whatever. That's annoying, and you'd left by then, right? Yeah. So unless it was Finn, unless it was Finn, Finn is only been the worst he's ever been late. It's fifty minutes, right? And you and sat I, there I for waited, a full yeah. fifty minutes and waited yeah. for Finn because Finn is just a legend. Is yeah, that, he's my best you, friend. So. He's your best friend as well. Yeah. yeah. So what this book is saying as well is that people value time differently. Different cultures do. Yeah. So if you can see the old scale there, viewers won't, but you can see that different countries are placed. So in different India positions. has the most flexible time, and Germany has the most linear time. Exactly. And, and so, UK and France are in the middle there. Right. And so um, 
I'll read a little bit of this just to give you give you an idea what it's getting at. And so, um, for example, consider what happened when the British consultant group KPMG created several global teams to standardise blah, 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 too many words. One global team was composed primarily of British and French consultants, and throughout their work, the British complained that what the French were disorganised, chaotic, and lacked punctuality. Not saying much about the French. Um, and they took so many tangents and side routes during their meeting. It's impossible to follow the line of thin- thinking. That's what one of the British people on mm. this team said. On the other team, another team made up of mainly Indians and French, the Indians complained that the French were too rigid, too flexible and obsessed with deadlines and structure to the point that they were unable to adapt as the situation around them had actually changed. If you don't tell them weeks in advance, one guy said, what's going to happen in the meeting? In which order? It makes them incredibly nervous. That was one one guy on the Indian team. So like different views of what time actually is, different views of, um, hey, if I'm saying meeting's happening, you're going to be there on time. Or in the Indian culture, they'd be like, okay, we're going to have a meeting at this time. People might turn up earlier. People might turn up later. My team, I always say, how you spend your time is how we honour one another. Right. Yeah. And so that's definitely what comes into it as well. So it actually talks on. I don't have as any well. Indians in my team of white middle class, don't you? Suffolk music team. Do you want to change it? Yeah, I'd lo- <laughs> mate, I'd love to have more diversity in Get my team. For sure, like honestly. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, yeah. Because I would there's say so there's many no right and wrong, but there? there is a yeah. right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I'm not the. I think I'm quite clear on. Yeah, yeah. Time definitely. is like, I'm all up for flexibility right. and da, da da da. But I'll put that. I'll put time in to be flexible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like exactly. you allow time. Yeah. This time is going to be, be flexible. Free time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's that's the thing in it because like, I, so I'm exactly the same page as you. Like I totally mm. agree. That's what time. Like if someone's messing about, like time is valuable, and mm. like so I'm on the same page. But the thing that opened my eyes is that maybe. People think differently, yeah. and maybe um, that is it. Isn't it? That's the takeaway. Is like, yeah, people have different, and like, yeah, there's people that feel completely different, yeah. and actually, there is no right, yeah, yeah, right and wrong. And even even if there was, um, you need to be able to adapt. Yeah, that's the one in it to help adaptability build bridges. Oh, with other cultures, get it on a t-shirt. Because remember, yep. before you know Tower of Babel and all that, yeah. We was all speaking the same language. Exactly. We was all busy mates. Building big towers. Um, but then we built that big tower. Yeah. You'd know all about that. Your I would, theology. Mate. Yeah. We built a big tower and then all speaking a Chaos, different language. Mate. All the different languages. Um, That's it, isn't it? So, how's the Croatian learning going? The Croatian learning is piece by piece. Does it say anything about Croatia in there? Have you, has it opened your eyes to Croatia? It, so it actually does. So it, it speaks more generally about Eastern Europe and the Balkans, right. but it does say about how. We, I think we in this country definitely have a stereotype of like Eastern Europe or Italy where their breaks, like if they're working on the road or whatever, mm. they'll have, you know, coffee breaks for like an hour long mm. or like two hours long and everything's just more relaxed there. And definitely from my experience in Croatia, it's definitely that way. Like people are just generally more relaxed, less about like, okay, get yeah, the yeah. next thing, get the next thing, like packed like we are here. Um, although it's changed a little bit there. But um, yeah, they're definitely geared more towards relaxing very very relational like hospitality but my language learning is slow <laughs> i'd say i'm not particularly good at languages yeah. like i previously said but yeah getting there um day by day well so you know mercy for coming on mate no worries is that right
Savabian. Go for it. Don't Keep speak going. French Keep going. I don't speak it even, mate. No speak. What is Croatian? Is it a mix of? It's. I'd describe it as a slightly harder version of Russian. Um, and so, so, like Russian Ooh. accent, think of that in your head. That's Usta. Oh yeah, keep going. That's Russian. Do you know what, what water is? Go on. Water. No. Water. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, is that German or is that German for father? Mate, I've got a clue, mate. I've got a clue. <laughs> no, Vader is is Dutch. Darth, any Darth. Vader, Vader is like yeah. Dutch in it for. Yeah. Father. No. Um. I knew. I know a bit of Russian. Used to work with Russians. So. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, Paja Wusta is please, I think. Paja Musta. Paja Wusta. And then like Ustal is tired. Usta. Yeah, because she'd always she'd say, I come in every day and say, Usta. how am I? I say, Ustal. Ah. She taught me that word, so. Mate, you could basically live in Croatia. Yeah, I See, mean, it's not Russian, but. It's not. It's vaguely close. It's harder Russian. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of tenses. There's a lot of anything knows about anything like <clears> that. Um, tenses, cases, all that stuff. It's hard, really hard. Well, best of luck to you, mate. Cheers. Thanks for coming in Cheers, and bringing boy. a book. No worries. Um, I'm not going to read that. Sounds boring to me. But, right. um, I'm That's joking. That's right. No, I won't read it. But yeah. it does sound it does sound more quite intellectual. I think that might be the most intellectual book we've ever had on. Which is a surprise because it's literally one of the only intellectual books I've read. Yeah. Well, you are an intellectual man. Wow. One book, that's all it takes, mate. So thank you for coming on. No we'll worries. see you soon. Probably have on thanks. another podcast sometime. Sweet. But if not, have a great life in Croatia. And all that's left to say is, play the music. Yeah.